You're listening to The Outfall. I'm Robert Osborne. During the day, whether you're driving or walking the dog, when do you actually look down at the ground? If you're like David, Amy, and me, you really don't pay much attention, right? On this episode, we talk to three people who made discoveries while simply looking down. We talk to an engineer and an artist and a local historian from around the world. All of them shared a common trait. They discovered manhole covers not far from their homes. These discoveries impacted their lives in, in ways you'll discover here shortly. After you listen to this episode, you may look down and see the world a bit different. And that's okay. I know I did. At some point around, I'd say 2015, I started taking pictures, you know, when I was running and I would look down and there'd be a manhole cover. So, you know, I thought, you know, hey, I'm going to take a picture of my feet over the manhole cover and I'll post my mileage, you know, from my app, my Nike app. And I'm posting these pictures with these numbers for my running, but it was a manhole cover. That is Bill Davis. He's an extremely likable engineer from Columbia, South Carolina. It started drawing a little attention because people were seeing it posted on Facebook and a lot of other social media platforms. And I started getting some interest from people as far away as California and Europe. You know, I'm thinking I'm maybe the only weird guy in the world that's taking pictures of manhole covers. But it turns out there's hundreds of people that do that. So as I began to take these pictures and, and one of my friends, Doug Wilson, who works for a, a rep firm called Hayward Incorporated, Doug told me, he said, well, why don't you create a Facebook page, a group page. And then we post pictures from all over. When people go on vacation and things, they'll post pictures of manhole covers. So we ended up creating this page probably uh, October or so of 2016. And we now have about 530 followers on the manholes of the world. That's what it's called. If you go to Facebook and type manholes of the world, you'll find our Facebook page. It's really fun. So I started scrolling through all the pictures posted through the years. Five minutes and I was still scrolling. You know, I was surprised at the variety and the sheer number of folks submitting manhole cover pictures from their travels. Who knew this was a thing? I think one of the biggest surprises I had was the Asian manhole covers. So they actually probably are one of the only groups that I've seen, they paint very colorful pictures of fish and, and flowers and very beautiful, intricate artwork on manhole covers. It's just the most intriguing thing you've ever seen. You know, when you start getting friends from all over the world and they're posting when they go on vacation and things like that, you start seeing manhole covers from, you know, another one from, from Europe and Russia. You know, I had a friend from Russia that was sending me all these Russian manhole covers and they're very intricate, but it's all like steel and bronze colors, you know, but it's like pictures of buildings and people, you know, they are cool. Bill is not alone in his interest in manhole covers. We traveled next to Chicago and talked with graphic designer and artist Russell Mewitz. He has a big obsession for the coolest and oldest manhole covers. How's that for an obsession? So how did he discover the overlooked and forgotten manhole cover? I was working in Seattle for an online education company. I'm a graphic designer. I had probably walked over this specific cover 
hundreds of times. This one day, it was probably in around 2007, I looked down, you know, I noticed the design. And in Seattle, they have a program where they have been commissioning artists since 1975 to actually design the covers. And this particular cover was a relief map of downtown Seattle. And it had all the streets and it had all the uh, landmarks and it had a legend with icons that went around the edges. Every morning and every evening, I would stop and look at it and just be like, man, this is so cool. I just never realized it was here. One day during happy hour, <laughs> um, I, was, I was telling my team about this cover and uh, I made everyone you know, go outside and, and look at it. We're, we're sitting there talking about the design and everyone's just like, wow, I never saw this. And then the idea just hit me, we should make a print of this. So someone on my team actually ended up going to the art store. She got some uh, paper and just some crude materials, just basic printmaking materials. And the next night we went out there and threw some black ink on it and ended up making three prints of it, probably around eight o'clock at night. And um, what I didn't really think about was what we were gonna do with it afterwards. So this, this one is probably about 42 inches wide. It's one of the biggest ones that, that I've seen that I've printed. And so we pull up these three prints and lay them onto the sidewalk, then realize that we had to wait for the ink to dry. <laughs> so, we're, uh, and at the time I had no car. I, I lived about 15 blocks away and I just thought, well, so we sat on the curb for a few hours, actually, um, until the ink dried. And then I rolled them up and I brought them home. I laid them out on my floor and went to bed. And then um, the next morning, I woke up and, you know, I'm looking at them closer in the daylight. And then I started seeing all of these things on the print that I actually didn't see on the street, which was like, wow, like, what is that? There's a fish on there. There's a, um, you know, a book there. And there's all these little pieces on it. Uh, so then I, you know, went, went back to work that day. And then I started kind of putting two and two together and saying, oh, there's the fish, there's the book, there's the library. I mean, after that, I kind of just pretty much became obsessed with, um, you know, finding the coolest, the oldest, um, and then and then kind of capturing them or reimagining them through uh, with the ink. So it was kind of like a spontaneous idea that, um, and, and then the, the print actually made me made me notice even more details that I didn't see when I was standing on top of it, and that's that's kind of how the whole project started. So what is a cool manhole for Russell? It's kind of hard. If there's not an actual date on there, you're, you're almost kind of guessing or trying to pinpoint a range based on the design, maybe the foundry, if the foundry's name is on that. Yeah, if, if, if you find a date, to me, that's, that's cool. <laughs> People are like, well, what is it? And I'm like, well, I'm making prints from the street you know, kind of call it street printing, but, but I guess it's really just kind of capturing and preserving significant pieces of iron, you know, through ink and canvas. 
Next, we meet Calvin Payne from Sheffield, England. Sheffield is about two hours north of London. Calvin got interested in not only manhole covers, but all pavement features in his local community. He even helped author a book about these features. Seven or eight years ago, and an area part of the city I lived and worked and walked to work each day. And I, I've always been interested in history. I was a member on a local history website that covered the city. Um, I'd never posted anything. I was just a reader on there. And I took some photographs of items I'd seen that I thought were old and interesting and a bit of a mystery. I posted two or three posts with some of my discoveries and I was expecting to get the answers. I was expecting some people to come back and tell me what things were and I would have been happy and um, moved on probably. But the answers came back that they don't know. People shrugging their shoulders and telling me to go and find out more. And so, so I did. And then um, the, my webpage there now is one of the most read and commented pages on, on the site. And it's still going from seven years ago. And um, after about six months, people said you should write a book about it. So uh, me and my mate did. Well, some of the, it turns out some of the most interesting things I've, I've found, I found at the beginning accidentally the first objects I asked about were obviously old and they're, they're drain covers and they're, they're, you know, obviously of an age. And I asked what they were and I asked about the name of the organization that was on the cover. And it turns out they were installed due, um, as an anti-cholera measure in 1849. And they're still just sitting there on the street that they were installed on and just sitting there, you know, they're still doing their job. And they're still there, unnoticed. And actually, it turns out there are thousands of pieces of 19th century infrastructure on Sheffield Street. Calvin even organizes walks in Sheffield and serves as a tour guide looking at the hidden aspects of the city's drainage history and heritage. How cool is that? I like on the walk, I like telling you, talk about people's reaction. I like tell a story and then I'll show them it's at my feet. You know, there it is. So you've got the story first and then you've got look down. There it is. I think that makes all the difference. I think that's the bit where you go from that's an interesting story to, oh, well, you know, that, that's the that's the difference. Showing something that's still there. So it fits in. It's 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 not abstract. You're not just showing people an object. You're 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 standing in a street and we can look around and we can see other things. We can see the buildings. We can see other things from that time as well. I think that the main fascination is that people are seeing something that's in their city, on their street, and that they haven't noticed before. Um, and the best thing I get is people coming on my webpage and they found something and they've taken the photograph and they've uploaded it. Quite a few things I didn't find, other people found and added them to my page on, on the Sheffield History website. It's quickly got a reputation on there finding interesting things. So why are manhole covers important? For Bill, it's a reminder of the vast infrastructure of collection pipes that are unseen for the general public. You know, we want people to be aware because awareness, you know, of the importance of the system comes from knowledge, you know, and if people don't see it and it's out of sight, out of mind, they don't understand why they have to pay money for it and to keep it up and to keep the sewer in the pipes, you know, in order for it to be kept in the pipe, it has to be maintained. And uh, so this draws attention, you know, especially to our elected officials who who have to fund, you know, these these repairs. You know, it's really important that they understand what we do and why we do it. For Russell, manhole covers are an important way of connecting people to their streets. When someone says, I've been living in this neighborhood for 20 years, I walked over this every day and I never noticed it until now. I just I really love that. You know, I love 
connecting people with their streets, also just connecting with them in general. So totally right. I mean, it's it's a big part of the project and a big part of my inspiration to kind of keep going. It, there's a couple blocks in Philadelphia where you can you can walk the street and you're gonna see you know one foundry's name, 23rd and Cherry, and then you get to the corner, it's another foundry and. And they were almost like pouring them for for their neighborhoods. That whole historical aspect and how rare they are gets me pretty excited when I when I find something like that. For Calvin, manhole covers are an important way of connecting people not only to their streets, but also to history. Sheffield is a very is a Victorian city. I mean, the, the steel industry, the, it was a, a powerhouse industry in, in Victorian times, and that's reflected by the things that are on the ground. It, it was in the city's heyday, and there's a lot of pride. The, the city's name appears on almost everything because of the, it's the whole made in Sheffield thing. It's cutlery and knives at Sheffield. And so all the small parts of the pavement, features and furniture have Sheffield in big letters. There's a pride in that. And it's, it's definitely of the era. You can tell the era when the city was proud and when it was a producer of things. So I like to think of that. I like to think that uh, just on everyday objects, there's a, uh, there's a message from the past there. There's a, there's a, yeah. It quite appealed to me. I think that the, the most mundane of all items, you know, <laughs> the drain cover, the wastewater, I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, you can't get more every day. And, uh, and, and, the, and the fact that it's on the ground and people actually walk over them. And, and I, I show people all the time and I, obviously I get the reaction of, well, I've walked down this street for X number of years and I've never noticed that. that that's the most common thing you get. Because who looks at the ground? You, know? you, don't, you don't really. So true. Hopefully after you listen to this show, you'll try to rediscover the joy of just looking down. And maybe you can find some artifacts like manhole covers just waiting to be discovered. Thanks again to Bill, Russell, and Calvin for talking with us. If you want to see Bill's favorite manhole cover pictures or Russell's fantastic artwork or some of Calvin's favorite objects in Sheffield, please visit our show notes. As always, go to our website, theoutfall.com, and leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. And oh, don't forget to sign up for our monthly newsletter where we share what's interesting in the world of water and infrastructure. We actually emailed our first newsletter last week.